Welcome to today's podcast. Today we're going to be praying Psalms and Proverbs and a little bit of uh, Holy Spirit inspiration. Let's give thanks unto the Lord for his great love that he has for us. Thank you, Heavenly Father God. Thank you for the great mystery, Lord God, of love, Lord. Fate, hope, love, and all these three, and the biggest is love. Thank you for your scriptures, for your scripture in Psalm 119.14. It says that I have found great riches in your word, and in your word I rejoice all the day long. Amen. That's the Fernando translation. Let's go ahead and open up the prayer. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, we don't know which way to turn. In your word, there's so many beautiful prayers to the left, to the right, to the back, forward. Holy Spirit, we ask you to guide us. Show us, Lord, how to pray. Establish us in your purpose for this day, Lord God. In the heavens, we thank you for these prayers. And we thank you that we said what two or three are, are gathered together in your name. There you are in the midst. So we invite all the people that would like to join us in prayer this morning. So we'll have a great day of God's will. God's established will in our lives. You see, amen. See, our will is not established. God's will is established. The word established, it means it cannot be moved. It cannot be, you bump your head to it. You don't see it. So it's best to join up with the will of God and say, Lord, not my will, thine will be done. Hallelujah. It's established. In other words, it's a, it's a done deal. Kind of hard to put my mind around it that God says, I have already created all the things you'll ever need. Even counted the days of your life, Fernando. So rejoice. I ask you to forgive and let go of the stuff that don't pertain to you. Just let it go. In other words, we weren't made to hold grievances because they'll burn a hole in us. Amen. Well, the common prayers that I usually do is the one in the Jabez prayer. So pray with me. Say, Lord, bless me and bless me a lot that it, it will be evident for everyone around us and that your hand of protection will be upon us, your guidance, and you will cover us with the blood of Jesus. And God answered our prayer. Amen. See, that's an established prayer. It's already written in the Word of God. I'm changing. All my prayers are in the Fernando Bible. <laughs> Let's try it again and see if you can repeat after me. And I'm going to try and plug in the I am. I am grateful for this morning. I am thankful for the power of forgiveness. I am forgiving myself, my brothers, my sisters. I am forgiving everyone that I ever come in contact with. I am forgiving God if I need to forgive God. If there is such a thing. I am forgiving myself for my choices I have made. I am clean. I am forgiven. I am whole. I am clean. I am forgiven. 
I am whole. I am made in God's image. Bless me, O Lord, and I shall be blessed. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Establish me, O Lord, and I shall be established. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He helps me walk in paths of righteousness. For his namesake. Yes, though I walk through the valley, the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For the Lord God is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. The Lord has prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The Lord has anointed my head with oil and gladness and singing. My cup run it over. Surely goodness and mercy and loving kindness shall follow me all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy and loving kindness shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. I have a Bible here that I picked up in Las Vegas. There, there, there's a lot of houses that were available in about 2008 that were for sale. And we were looking at some, and I saw an empty house with a Bible in the driveway. And it had been, uh, it had a torn page on it, and and it was, it was big wording, and it looked like somebody just threw it out of their car, King James Version. So I picked it up. Now, I'm telling you, I have a verse I wanted to look up to, Psalm 119, verse 14, and that page is torn out halfway. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That's the only page that's torn in this whole Bible, and the ones before it are taped. I think I taped them, but that one little piece, like somebody took a bite and took that verse, 119, 14, and it says... I will rejoice in your I rejoice in your word like if I won the lottery. That's literally what it says. Like I have great riches. Folks, most of us miss it. We miss the value of the word of God. Once we get a glimpse, once once we let that word come in, remember those words are established. The word established means it's from the foundations of the earth. Only God can make an established purpose. You know, that's why people pray for businesses and God gives them their established slot and then they can grow in it. Lord, 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for our established slot, our established purpose, that we may know it, that it may come into our souls. We accept it. We accept our duty, Lord, what we were made for, Lord. Lord, that it may be good. <laughs> we could have been made for to bug people. But Lord, help us not to be the offender. Help us to be the healer, Lord. This, the Word of God says, the wise man heals people with good words. Allow us to be wise, Lord. Amen. Amen. So, in that note, I'm going to read a couple of more prayers, and then we're going to go into something fun, which is a, a book I have. It's called The Treasures, The Chest. Treasure chest. It was given to me by <clears throat> relatives. You know, they, they kind of hail Mary passes. Let's give these old books to Fernando. Maybe he'll do something with them. Some books have come over here, folks, with uh, worn out pages, torn up, and I love them. I had one box of books that, had, that was eaten by rats. Uh, here and I had a disinfectant. The edges were, were written. And uh, they were from a 90-year-old person that passed away. And then they left it in the garage and the people knew me. So they gave me some of his old books. And I cleaned them up, of course. And I enjoy, to this day, I read a couple of the books. I have read them. One of them was Christ the Healer. You know, it was a, what a coincidence. If you haven't heard F.F. Bosworth on YouTube, the uh, grandson or the son reads his book, and you talk about an anointing voice. Folks, that voice will heal you. That voice, him reading his father's or his grandfather's works, is just an amazing established principle streaming from heaven. It will cure you of your ailments. Listen to it. Eight hours a day. Just keep it playing till you get familiar with all the chapters. Only about 12 chapters in there. Some of them are small. My favorite chapters are on 5, 6, 7, and 8. Anyway, here we go. Now remember, I want to talk a little bit about annoyance after when I read a few prayers. Annoyance. Get past the annoyance test. Can you say that? Say, I'm a, I am getting past the annoyance test. That person is annoying. That voice is annoying. That trial is annoying. Any Annoyance can come even from our own head. You know, when we used to drink and party and mock others and make fun of others. Well, that little annoyance, mocking spirit turned on us. And then it started telling us, it turned on us. Finally, we got it back out, so let's not get it back in. There's, there's no complaining, criticizing, condemning. No annoyance is coming from our head. We have the established Holy Spirit inside of us, the Spirit of God. There's no annoyances here. And look, on Psalm 105, there's a verse there, verse 19, that says, Until the time that his word came... The word of the Lord tried him. Or you can put it, the annoyance of the Lord tried him. Until the time, though, when the word of God comes, we have a choice. Either we're going we're gonna to 
praise God for the situation or we're going to uh, uh, choose annoyances. We're going to choose. We're not, we're not understanding that we're, we are choosing to amplify the annoyance when we, we choose not to acknowledge God on the situation. And how easy have we taught, have we learned how to, how to acknowledge God? I thank God for the situation. I thank God for this annoyance. I thank God this elephant is standing on my foot and it's painful. I don't know why, but I'm going to sing anyway. I'm going to sing. And then someone hears you. You know, you just keep doing your duty. You keep doing your duty with the annoyance of stepping on your toe. And then someone hears you. Someone sees you. Someone commends you for your work. And that's one thing I want to take. I want to take the time and thank you for listening to this. You know there is an answer to all the annoyances in our lives. Even our way of thinking. We weren't programmed properly. But we do have one program that's saving our lives. And that's the Holy Spirit. That's the love of God. That's the inclination that he ain't going anywhere. He's right here. He loves us. He's always whispering to us, I love you. I love you. I thought I was going crazy. I was hearing that so much when I was doing semi-work up in the mountains with Granite Construction Company. We're building gravel roads, laying asphalt on the road in Nevada. I would hear the Holy Spirit a lot say, I love you. I love you. Even outside in my ear. I said, all right, you love me. Come on, let's, let's do something with that love. Let's hit the slots. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. Now, here's another verse. The Holy Spirit. Uh, then I believed and I sang his praise. Once we believe, you, you ever notice that once you believe a scripture, you meditate in the scripture, then automatically the praises of God come out of your heart. Right here on verse 12 of Psalm, Psalm 105 says, Then they believe they the words. They sang his praise. They believe his words. That's Psalm 105 verse 12. Excuse me, Psalm 106. Verse 12. Then believe they his words. They sang his praise. Folks, it's all about exercising our believing system. That's what we're doing right now. That's why you're here. We are exercising our believing system. And believe is to be in the presence of Almighty God in the now. It's the opening of the cosmos where, where heaven and earth and meditation, where we can get uh, f fired up inspired, rewired. If we can believe some words and get them from the heavens to into our hearts, then we will sing his praises. So the word of the morning, this is Psalm 119, Psalm 14, verse 14. Remember what it says? It says, Thy word, I have found thy word, and it's unto me like great riches. Like you have won that one point half billion dollar crate riches, you know one thing about winning the word the word of God that no one can come ask with for you because it's in your heart. 
and you're living and laughing and enjoying it and having a great time, you're having a, a cheerful existence with the Word of God. Amen. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5, is our go-to prayer for our youthfulness. You know, get in the habit of saying this prayer every time you get into your car, okay? There's enough time to warm up your car. Here we go, Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. So that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. Remember King David here? He's speaking to his soul. You're speaking to your innermost person, to that soul. Your, your flesh or, or your spirit is speaking to your soul. So let's try this again. Say, I will bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me will bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none, forget none of his benefits. Who has forgiven all your iniquities? Who has healed all your diseases? Who has redeemed your life from destruction? Who has crowned you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who has satisfied your mouth with good things? So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. Say yay. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Holy, holy, holy. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. Early in the morning will I praise him. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Amen. Something about that word holy. I used to use that a lot and test it and go to church. I would go to Sunday's church, a little church in the area, and I would go outside and meditate by the trees under the uh, the oak trees in that house I was living in that God provided for me, by the way. And I would sing my songs. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Early in the morning will I direct my prayer to him. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, holy trinity. 
Amen. Here's another prayer. And I used to go to church, finish that, and I see the difference. When I would pre-worship and go to church, it seems like the presence of God that I was bringing it. The presence of God would fall and everybody would get into worshiping very smoothly, you know. And we would all harmonize. And then I tested it. One day I purposely got involved in doing something else, like washing a car, preparing, watching. And then I went to church and it was flat. People were off. Then the next week I try it again. I go back to Holy Holy and it's back again. Folks, we are making a difference. It just doesn't seem things. Keep praying. Keep praying Psalm 23 for your loved ones. Keep praying. Keep believing the hardest beliefs. We're believers. Keep believing the heart, the toughest miracles. Remember, our primary purpose is people's salvation. Souls is our primary purpose. Praying Psalm 23 for them. If we wake up and we keep they're 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 heavy in our hearts, so let's just get on our on our heels, get on our knees and heels if you want, and pray Psalm 23 for those souls. Once you stop thinking about them, once you don't even think about you've done your work, the heaviness, you pushed it into the heaven, which is the proper thing to do. So let's go ahead and do that right now. Let's pray for the ones that are drinking, are fighting, are in and out of jail. Just there's no hope. There's no belief that they will change. They're the worst of the worst. Let's pray for them, okay? The Lord is their shepherd. They shall not want. The Lord makes them lie down in green pastures. The Lord leads them besides the still waters. The Lord restores their souls. The Lord leads them in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah, though they walk through the valley of the shadow of death, they will fear no evil. For the Lord's rod and his staff, they comfort them. The Lord has prepared a table before them in the presence of their enemies. The Lord has prepared a table before them in the presence of their enemies. Their cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow them all the days of their life. And they will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. You know, it would be good if you would, we would uh, open the Bible and put on Psalm 23 and put their names in there. And then when time of meditation, say that prayer for them. That's called intercession. We are interceding and going into the heavenlies and getting God's attention into their lives. It's a selfish act, selfish prayer. I mean, unselfish. <laughs> you know, get them God's attention, the angel's attention. Send those words, prophetic, send, sending them to them. And keep at it. You want to do something for somebody? Don't give them any more money. Don't get them out of their scrapes. Don't keep giving them uh, housing so they can continue to be destructive. Tough love. Just like the birds do. When a big bird gets fat and lazy and doesn't want to go fly and he wants the parents to keep feeding them, feeding them, 
destroy the, their nest. They're not going to die. They, they peripheral belief. They're already programmed and seeing you going and, and getting and working and coming back. They'll get it. The, the, the work is done. There's not much you can do. I left home at 16. I started t- paying my own rent at 16. Go work, go work. I hurt in the inside. My heart's broken. But it was the best thing for me is to learn how to work, learn how to fail in life, and then regroup, fail and regroup, fail and regroup. Failure's good, folks. Don't try to shield your kids from failure. You know, if you can teach them the principle to thank God for all things, you've done your job, then God is with them. God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You acknowledge me in all thy ways. Turn everything over to your God, and your plans will succeed. You know, it's really interesting. This, this past week, I've been uh, wondering if it was God's will for me to stop so much activities. I do the barbecue, and, and about 60, 70 people come out, and getting very little help because people are getting so used to uh, For me. I forgot to bring the mustard last night and the, and the relish and the ketchup. It was, uh, but I bought all the meat, the bread, all the, the, the speaker equipment, tables and chairs, throw them all in the pickup truck, um, spices, plates, napkins, forks, all these things, clean the tables. You know, if I would, uh, pray and have more, uh, administration on my part, more help. We always need more help, right? And it's partly my fault because I, you know, I do a lot. Anyway, getting back to the thing, I was thinking, well, you know, I'm going to have to stop this abruptly. Is the, is the Lord asking me to stop abruptly from participating so much? And last night we have two speakers and they were up in age. And they were fabulous at the AA barbecue. One guy was a warden from a prison. And what a story. What a quality, God's quality people and coincidences here and there. So when they're very cognitive, very intelligent and precise, it just inspires us to to keep going in this rhythm of life that we're doing. It inspires us to read our material and what's important and what we're doing. And we're happy and the strength that God has given us to do it. I mainly do it all less because one of my biggest problems is self-pity. And as I shrug it off and just keep doing the work, keep doing the work, the self-pity goes away. We were programmed wrong, folks. One more prayer, and then we'll go to the joy with the fun part. (laughs) What prayer am I looking for? Oh, right here. And Jabez, 1 Chronicles 4.10, repeat after me and say your name. And Fernando called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory and that your hand might be on me. And that you will keep me from evil. 
and God granted what I requested. That's on First Chronicles 4.10, the prayer of Jabez. Let's do that again. I'll read it to you regularly. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, and that your thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldst keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him what he requested. Amen. So let's do it again when personalize it. I am calling on the God of Israel. I am saying, oh, that you would bless me in action. In other words, as we move forward, he will bless us. If we stand still, he won't bless us. You always, I always heard that God can't steer a parked car. We got to get moving, folks. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory and that your hand be with me. Your hand be with me. And that you would keep me from evil. I plead the blood of Jesus that I may be covered with the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And God granted him what he requested. Amen. See, what we've done here is we, we've done is push the word into your heart, push the word into your, into your imagination, push the word so we can get water back out, so we can get joy back out. The Lord God has opened our ears. He has opened our hearts and poured his love in the form of words. He has told us, I love you. I am here with you. Amen. And now, the, the book I was telling you about treasures. The topic is joy. Let's see what, where it's at. Joy. It's got a lot of uh, thankfulness today, love, nation, nature, opportunity, a lot of categories. Huh. Where is, there it is, page 153, joy. Real joys come from does not come from ease or riches or from praise of men, but from doing something worthwhile. That's from actions worthwhile. <laughs> That's what I was talking about last night. You know, I do my free community work. It just happens to be in the 12-step program. I don't do it for praise of men. I don't like it when they praise me. I try to hide from it. I can't handle the praise. It don't belong to me, for one. I'm just doing my reasonable service. But doing something worthwhile is what it's all about. Okay, page 153. It has other, it's a book compiled of quotations about joy from people in the last 2,500 years, I believe. That's why it's called 
the treasure chest. It says, a heritage album containing 1,064 familiar and inspirational quotations, poems, sentiments, and prayers from great minds of the last 2,500 years. Edited by Charles L. Wallace, Harper and Row Publishers, New York. If you want to give them credit, it's called The Treasure Chest. Okay, Joy. Okay, I'm going to go for the small ones. Here's one that says, Margaret Bailey says, God, give me sympathy and sense and help me keep my courage high. God, give me calm and confidence and please a twinkle in my eye. <laughs> Isn't that so cool? Margaret Bailey. I always like to personalize it. But God, give me sympathy and sense. Help me keep my courage high. God, give me calm and confidence. And please, a twinkle in my eye. I, now remember, if you ask for courage, he's going to put you in, in, in dangerous situations so you can practice your courage. If you're asking for confidence, he's going to put you in places where you've got to exercise your confidence. If you're asking for calm, he's going to put you. That's, it. That's if you don't already have these principles already established. That's if we you have if you already passed the annoying test, if you already passed the courage test, if you already passed the sympathy test, and the common sense test. Amen. So, what's the best prayer to get through all these? Lord, I want to be with a twinkle in my eye as I get through all these. Through I work through sympathy sense. Amen. You get my drift? Let's move on. George Bernard Shaw said, This is the true joy in life, the being used for a purpose recognized by yourself as a mighty one, the being thoroughly worn out before you are thrown on the scrap heap, the being a force of nature instead of a feverish, selfish little clod of ailments and grievances, complaining that the world will not devote itself to making you happy. <laughs> George Bernard Shaw. There you are, folks. I don't think any of those unhappy people are listening to me. Only workers are here listening to me. People that are not pessimists. True joy. This is the true joy of life. The being used for a purpose. Remember we talked about what belief is? Believing is being, is being in the now, in his presence, being rejuvenated. We're being in the presence of God, and we're believing more. Amen. Okay, let's move on. Let me finish that. George Bernard Shaw, again, it's called True Joy. It says, this is the true joy in life. Okay, what's the true joy in life? The being, okay, say being. Use for a purpose. Recognized by yourself as a mighty one. You're recognized by yourself that it's a mighty purpose. 
I went across the street in, in that bacon house and I cleaned up the yard in the front so people can walk through there. And it was easy. And I should have done it. It was because God's presence with me and he gave me the tools. He gave me a tool that I've, somebody was throwing out. And I finally used it and I cleaned up the, the hedges. It wasn't all that much work, folks. But it sure certainly looks good. And it makes me feel good that I did something. I do more work across the street for an abandoned house that they're fixing uh, for the neighbors that walk through there than I do for my own place over here. i, I got to cut my hedges. Someday I'm going to get to you, hedges. I speak to them. Someday, so they won't take any strength from me that day. And I point at them, and they're happy. This is the true joy in life, the being used for a purpose, recognized by yourself as a mighty one. The being thoroughly worn out before you are thrown on the scrap heap. Uh -huh. The being a force of nature instead of a feverish, selfish little clod of ailments. Man, can you imagine being a force of nature? That's who we are, folks. We are a force of nature. Going against the grain of poor me. What will they say? They'll make fun of me. I think a lot of us hold back is because we've been ridiculed by mockers that have devils on them. You know, we, we have been conditioned as not to move forward because of the, you know, we're going to get grievances. We're going to get people annoyances. I had a guy last night... Where's the mustard? How come there's no mustard? And he smokes and he talks to people and, and they... I try not to look at that person because people judging him have made him the way they are. I just send blessings and and the greater whole. The My attitude is better for the greater whole, for the people that that are are truly God's loved ones. I notice God ha God does have favors. In other words, they're really not their favors. They're just thank God for the problems. That's who they are. Those are the people God says, hey, you're my kind of person. All right, I'm almost done. The crap heap, <laughs> scrap heap. The being a force of nature instead of a fervorous, selfish little clod of ailments and grievances complaining that the world will not devote itself to making you happy. George Bernard Shaw. Ha, ha, ha. That is so cool. Here's another one from Sarah Teasdale. And it's called alchemy. Alchemy. The word alchemy, a lot of you know what it means. I think it means a beautiful existence or a, 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 the culmination of, of beautiful things, right? A lot of people know that. You know that. I lift my heart as spring lifts up. A yellow daisy to the rain. My heart will be a lovely cup. Although it holds but pain. For I shall learn from flower and leaf that color every drop they hold to change the lifeless wine of grief to living gold. <laughs> there it is, folks. Alchemy.
All right, here we go. Again, Nathaniel Hawthorne said, Alas, for the worn and heavy soul, if it has outlived its privilege of springtime and sprightlessness. Sprightliness, S-P-R-I-G-H-T-L-I-N-E-S-S. Alice, beautiful, huh? For the worn and heavy soul. If it has outlived its privilege of springtime and sprightlessness. Isn't that amazing? It comes to mind is Johnny Wooden, the UCLA basketball coach. He was 103 before his springtime had long worn out, and he was still active giving speeches. Had an itinerary way into years ahead of he was so sought for for as a speaker. Okay, Amy Lowell said, Let us be of good cheer, remembering that the misfortunes hardest to bear are those which never come. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Look, we are at ease right now. You can listen to me. If you're listening to me, the hardest misfortunes have not come to you, to me. I thought about that. I can sit down and I choose to. I was going to go get on my bike this morning, which I probably still will. And and we can. Let us be of good cheer. Remember that the misfortunes hardest to bear are those which never come. There will always be water. There will always be air and sunshine. There will always be a choice that being fully alive is a privilege and, and thanking God. And thanking God for the mockers, criticizers, the ones that, that, that done things to our cars, to our people, to our kids, to our spouses to try to destroy us. Let us thank God, and God is powerful enough to give us a compensation. I know, cash in our miseries, cash in our, our misfortunes. God will restore us. He restores for our attitude. Amen. And much more than that, too. Joyce Kilmer said, Because the way was steep and long, and through a strange and lonely land, God placed upon my lips a song and put a lantern in my hand. Amen. Frederick, Friedrich Henrich Jacobi said, as, I, as a countenance is made beautiful by the soul shining through it, so the world is beautiful by the shining through it of God. Ha, ha, ha. Beautiful, huh? Take a cup of coffee. All right, let's go ahead and wind down and relax. This thing is way too long, this podcast. It's already keep you in here. Gilbert Keith Chesterton said, no, I'm not. I know you love this stuff as much as I do. Gilbert Keith Chesterton said, a characteristic of the great saints is their power of levity. Angels can fly because they can take themselves lightly. One settled down into a sort of a selfish seriousness, 
but one has to rise to a gay self-forgetfulness. A man falls into a brown study. He reaches up at a blue sky. Hmm. All right. I really like the part angels can fly because they can take themselves lightly. <laughs> In other words, don't take yourself too seriously. This life will be is here for us to rejoice. Someone texted me this morning the word forgiveness, and I, I'm, I'm to give them an answer. And I, I can go into long, or my, my spin is on forgiveness. But it was simple. You know, this, this is, this is the, the action God has made. I will forgive and get on with life. You know, God said it, that settles it, let it go. I forgive. One more, Charles Kingsley said, and then we'll read Helen Keller after that, eloquence. Charles Kingsley said, The man whom I have seen succeed have always been cheerful and hopeful, who went about their business with a smile on their face and took the changes and chances of this mortal life like men. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? The men whom I have seen succeed have always been cheerful and hopeful, who went about their business with a smile on their faces and took the challenges and chances of their mortal life like men. Hey, and women. And that reminds me of housewives. You know, all they have is their love to give and their cheerfulness and hopeful that the people around them will act properly and take care of themselves and not bring problems to the house, you know. So my hat's off to you, women, that, or men, and men who are the central figure too. The men come home from working hard, from their paying their bills. The men who I have seen succeed have always been cheerful and hopeful who went about doing their business with a smile on their faces and took the changes and chances of this mortal life like men, common sense people. Helen Keller said, eloquence, the hand of those I meet are dumbly eloquent to me. I have met people so empty of joy that when I clasp their frosty fingertips, it seemed as if I was shaking the hands with a northeast storm. Others, there are whose hands have sunbeams in them so that their grasp warms my heart. It may be only the cleaning touch of a child's hand, but there is as much potential sunshine in it for me as there is in a loving glance for others. Now, that's from a person that couldn't see, right? Helen Keller. Amen. I'll just say there's a speaker last night was a warden of a prison and was telling us his story, how he would go to alcohol. And, and he was telling us the story of how he decided to go over the hill to another side because he, he wanted to do something for his wife and his wife always wanted him to go to church with him. And he was always mocking church because they're money, money, money. And he said finally he talked, he started going to the 12-step program and they told him, what can you do for your wife 
that she wants. She goes, well, that's easy. She wants me to go to church. Well, they go, well, go. I mean, it's not taking her to Europe. One thing you can do for you is not taking her to New York, Niagara Falls, spend all kinds of money. And uh, so he decided to go with her, and they went to church, and they and the first subject they talked about is about tithing, giving money, 10% of your money, which he wasn't all 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 for, right? You know, all the churches want is your money, this and that stuff. Well, I've been giving since 1982, and folks, I can attest to you, I wouldn't be here talking to you with such leisure, you know, an opportunity, a very calm neighborhood. Because, you know, we, we plant. Can you imagine planting? I always think we cut a lemon tree the other day at my brother-in-law's house. We cut some branches. We had so many lemons, putting them, I mean, the crate got full. It was just one branch. <laughs> we didn't cut a tree. It was a small tree. This is rubbing on the roof. And I, in my mind, just germinates. What if I plant one dollar? I plant a dollar, and all these dollars grow. Out of, does it have the same power? Amen. Does it? Me and the wife were talking about that. I said, "Well, it's, I said you're good. I'm good. You know, we, we, when we didn't have anything, we still kept giving. When we were eating forty-nine cents." Uh, hot dogs, you know, uh, we were happy. We prayed the prayer, the richness of God would come and everything. We're thankful. We went through our glean, our years of gleam or lean, giving thanks to God. And I was rejoicing and said, God's going to hit a home run. God's going to hit a home run. And he sure did. And, and then we made mistakes, and then the guy's going to hit another home run. He gets us out of the mistakes, you know, like using credit cards. And, about, and now we got it under control. This year we're going to be debt-free, debt-free. Oh, man, nothing but love. And I forgot the poem. Oh, back to the warden. The warden took his wife. They went to church, and uh, and he compiled. He, he, he just made her life pleasant, you know, she, he started going to church with her and being. And another person came from far away from that area. And he says they sat in the front row. And nobody was sitting in the front row for some reason or another. Maybe they were afraid of the pastor. But they came to this new church and they sat in the front row. And they heard the pastor talk and everything. And he said there was another couple that came. And they sat almost next to him with arms legs. And he started having a small conversation with them. And he found out that they were from... 20 miles off, far away too, and right around next to where they live. And he goes, well, why you come so far from here? He goes, well, why you come so far? And they asked, and they finally said their goodbyes, and they, they shook hands. And she said, he said, he said, my name is James whatever, you know, the warden. And she, and she stopped, and she says, your name is on that prison. Every morning when I drop my kids off and I go to work, I see your name written on the walk. Because his name is on the warden so and so on the on the on the sign outside the plaque of the prison. His name is there. And she goes, "I pray for you." And God told me you have a. I'm praying for your heart to get softened, because your heart is heart hard. And wow, when we're reading Helen Keller, they're talking. You know, she's the cold hands. 
Our job, folks, is to soften our hearts, to forgive all those grievances, all those people that ridicule, all the people that mocked us. Our parents, when we had a, a job and we wanted to go sell something or we wanted to have a lemon stand and they yelled and criticized us and complained us and made us scared and turned us off, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all the hurts that people have done us. Instead of encouraging us, go, go, you'll learn something. You'll have fun. If you don't fail, thank God, try another thing. Try, try again. So try, try again, folks. Try forgiving, forgiving. Try, try again. Cleaning up, forgiveness. Let go. Love on them. Tell them they they were full of mistakes, too. They, They, just like us, they were using wrong tactics. Maybe it was us. We cut somebody's dream short. I remember my son and a coach, I was so holy, and he was telling me about some author that he was excited about, and, you know, and I didn't know anything about him, and I said, oh, yeah, you know, I said something wrong with him, and then for years, it bothered me that uh, I, I took his little dream away. Pa, 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 pa. You know, he never talked about it again. All he needed was an excitement and an acknowledgement and some love. Yes, son, go in there. I read books. I love books. Anyway, I love you. I made my mistakes too. Try to force discipline at the wrong time without without uh, qualifying for my discipline. You know. Let's pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. Now here's your, I hope you enjoy your short message. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.